How to Reignite Your Podcasting Passion. Welcome to The Audacity to Podcast, episode 311. Thank you for joining me for another episode of The Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch and improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. You may sometimes fall into a podcasting rut, and you've lost all your passion for either your subject or maybe for the act of podcasting about the subject. So this episode has nine tips to help you get out of that funk and get back into your podcast. If you'd like to follow along in the show notes for this episode, then go to the audacitypodcast.com slash reignite, and that'll take you to the show notes for episode 311, or you might be able to access those show notes in your podcast app. Here's the quick overview. Number one, refocus on your why. Number two, read your testimonials. Number three, take a limited break. Number four, hang out with passionate people. Number five, review your successes. Number six, be transparent with your audience. Number seven, try something new. Number eight, seize moments of inspiration. And number nine, push forward anyway. If you'd like to follow along in the show notes, again, they're at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash reignite. Let's dig into this in more detail now. Number one, refocus on your why. Why are you podcasting? What's the, quote, profit, unquote, in your podcast? What's in it for you? What are you getting from your podcast? And what do you hope your audience will get from your podcast? It can be really easy for us to get so focused on the everyday of our podcast that we forget why we're doing this in the first place. Why did we want to podcast? Why do we want to continue podcasting? Your why could be simply to have fun. It could be to talk with amazing people. It could be to share the conversation you're already having with other friends about particular subjects. It could be to connect with others who share your same passions. And it could be to build something even bigger than the podcast, bigger than you, some empire of some sort, a vision, a business, world change, anything like that. You've probably heard the story of the three bricklayers. The story goes something like this. A man came upon a construction site where three men were working, laying bricks. And he asked the first guy, what are you doing? And the man replied, I'm laying bricks. And then he asked the second guy, what are you doing? And he said, I'm building a wall. And then he went to the third guy and the third guy looked a bit happier than the other guys. He was humming a little bit and working and he's doing the same job as the other guys. But the man asked, what are you doing? And that third man stood, he looked up into the sky and he smiled and he said, I'm building a cathedral. Now imagine if that man had asked those three workers why they were laying those bricks. Then the story might go something like this. A man came upon a construction site where he saw three men laying bricks. He asked the first one, why are you doing that? And the man replied, because I was told to lay bricks. It's my job. It's what I do. Then he asked the second worker, why are you doing that? And the man replied, to provide for my family. And then he asked the third worker, who seemed a bit happier than the others, and seemed to be enjoying his job even though he was doing the same thing as everyone else, and he asked him, why are you doing that? And that third man smiled and he said, I'm helping to change the world. 
You see, these stories are about the same task, but different perspectives of that task. So why are you podcasting? Refocus on that original reason. And it's possible for sure that your why has matured over the years or over many episodes of your podcast, but you've simply forgotten that actual core why. And I hope your why is more meaningful than to make money. Why do you want to make money? Is it to make a change to provide for your family? Is it just to have some extra money so you can do fun things? Why are you podcasting? Refocus on that. That's number one. Number two, read your testimonials. It's easy for a negative review or some kind of negative piece of feedback to discourage us. I know that stuff stands out among all of the other feedback that you get. But I suggest keeping a collection of your best feedback, especially if that feedback is not merely praise to say, oh, you do such a great job of this, but it's a testimonial of sort that supports your why. Someone is confirming that you're accomplishing the reason that you podcast in the first place. This could be a folder in your email program, or it could be a list of your favorite tweets or a tag or a notebook in Evernote. Or it could be your four and five star reviews from my podcast reviews, which by the way, if you sign up for a paid account, you get the ability to sort and filter your reviews. So then you could very easily see only all your five star reviews. Whenever you look at your global reviews, that's at mypodcastreviews.com if you want to check it out and sign up for an account. And don't look for that pure praise that says, oh, he's so great at this, or she's a fantastic host. I love what they say, anything like that. Look for those transformations that you have caused or inspired in some way. For example, I have many emails and podcast reviews from people who said that I helped them launch their first podcast, or I revealed a way that they could improve their podcast, or I helped them overcome some kind of struggle that they were facing with their podcast. And this episode could be that episode for you that inspires you, that empowers you to overcome that struggle, or helps you to reignite your passion for your podcast. And even if you have an entertainment-focused podcast, that doesn't mean you're not making a transformation. It doesn't mean you're not changing the world, because you could be the cause for someone's one and only smile or laughter in an otherwise depressing day. You could be that one highlight in their week. You could be the thing they look forward to, the only thing they have to look forward to on a particular day of the week. So don't feel like you're only doing a comedy podcast or you're only talking about movies or you're only reaching 10 or 20 people. You could be changing the world one person at a time, one smile at a time, one laughter at a time, one little piece of inspiration at a time, one tip at a time, you could be making a positive change on the world because of what you're doing through your podcast. And look for those testimonials that remind you of that. Those people that you know, maybe you've met them face to face, or you know their names, you know their faces, you know their avatars, anything like that. And you know, because of your podcast, you made a change in that person's life. And then you could probably assume that if it wasn't for your podcast, that person would not have been inspired. That person would not have overcome that struggle. That person would not have had a bright spot in their day. So collect those testimonials. And when you're in that funk and you feel like you don't have the passion to continue with your podcast, 
look back at these things and use these things to inspire you to keep going, especially when these things inspire you with your why for your podcast. That's number two, read your testimonials. Number three, take a limited break. We're not designed to work without stopping. Our bodies need rest and so do our minds. I like the biblical concept of a Sabbath, not in a legalistic way to say you absolutely must not do anything that's remotely like this. But in the Bible, it says that the Sabbath was made for man, not that man was made for the Sabbath. And when God created the world in six literal days and rested on the seventh, it was a pattern for us to follow. Not because we're tired, but it's a day to reflect, a day to rest, a day to get new energy for tomorrow. And even if you don't agree with the biblical idea behind this, you probably recognize the need for rest. It's, after all, why we sleep every day. You cannot survive without sleep. Yes, there's this concept of hustle in the entrepreneurial world and, oh, we have to hustle and work all day and all night and work, 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 work. But that comes at such a great sacrifice for your health, for your family, for your relationships for other things that matter so much more than that thing you're hustling for. Even if the hustle you're doing is something that makes a change on the world. We need breaks. We need rest. Now, a break could be as long as an entire season of your podcast, and it's a hiatus, or the break could be only a few minutes. The point of the break is not how long it should be, but the point is what you do with that break. Detach yourself from that work and give yourself a rest. Give your brain a rest. This allows you to come back with then a fresh perspective on what you're working on or new inspiration, new energy to bring back into the task. Even in preparing this episode, I took a little break to reheat some delicious meatloaf that my wife had made the day before, and that was going to be my lunch. And while I was standing there by the microwave waiting for the food to finish reheating, I wasn't even thinking about this podcast episode or the outline that I was working on. But while I was there, two more ideas came to me, just out of the blue. And so I quickly tried to record them or kept repeating them in my mind so I wouldn't forget them by the time I got back to my computer. The inspiration came when I took a break and stepped away from what I was working on. I recommend your break be as away from the work as possible. So you're not simply switching browser tabs and playing a video game or reading stuff on Facebook, but you're moving to a different place, and that could be with or without your computer or device. You may be completely leaving the area, leaving the microphone. You could be taking a vacation with your family, and you leave your computer, you leave your podcast and social media connections at home, but you're taking a break. And before you take that break, set a limit on how long it will be. Don't let it be something that grows and causes your podcast to pod fade, where you simply forget about your podcast or you decide, I'm going to keep doing this thing a little bit longer, a little bit longer, a little bit longer, and you keep postponing getting back to your podcast. Set a limit on how long the break is. Set a timer for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Set a reminder for yourself. Know that when that timer or when that amount of time has passed, you need to get back to what you are doing. You need to end your break and get back to that grind. Honor that limit that you set with your break. And if that break will affect your audience in any way, like it's a break from the podcast, however long that is, then do let them know about the break, how long it will be, 
and promise and keep your promise to return on a specific date. That way they know you're not simply going to let this fade, but you are coming back and you're being intentional about this. That's number three, take a limited break. Number four, hang out with passionate people. One of the biggest rewards I get from attending events is new inspiration. Sometimes that's from stuff I learned during the sessions, during the conference, in conversations with people, but it's often simply from being around passionate people. And this isn't necessarily an introvert versus extrovert sort of thing, although there is some aspect of that. I do believe it's possible for anyone, introvert and extrovert, to be inspired from other passionate people. And I'm kind of right in the middle of introvert and extrovert, so I sometimes flip back and forth between being one or the other. And it's not about how outgoing you are. It's really about how do you get recharged. And enthusiasm breeds enthusiasm. So when you are around other enthusiastic or passionate people, that can be contagious. And it's best if you can have something in common with these other passionate people. Otherwise, you'll think that they're just some kind of odd person that's extremely passionate about something that no one else seems to care about. And sometimes it may seem like we are that person who is extremely passionate about podcasting, and it seems like no one around us cares about it. But it doesn't have to be podcasting that is that shared passion. Although, if you're looking to be in a place with others who are passionate about podcasting, then podcast movement is the place to be. There may be other smaller local events you could go to as well, but podcast movement is the best place, I think to hang out and learn from other passionate podcasters. Or maybe you have inspiration that you want to share with other podcasters. Podcast Movement is the best place to do that. So if you register over at podcastmovement.com, use promo code NOODLE and you'll save 10% on your registration there. And I'd love to see you there at Podcast Movement, an annual conference by podcasters for podcasters about podcasting. It is one of my favorite things to do every year. And I hope to see you there too. But it doesn't have to be a podcasting thing that you go to. Maybe it's some other local event that's around your niche. And that's where you find passionate people. And that's where you also reignite your own passion for what you're podcasting about. Or you could find that you're passionate about something that you don't even podcast about. And you find other people who are passionate too. And that can still fuel your passion for your podcast because Passion is contagious, not only between people, but it can spread within yourself. If you get on fire about one thing, you can often channel that energy into something else and get as excited about that other thing too. That's number four, hang out with passionate people. Number five, review your successes. Look back at what you've overcome and what you've achieved through your podcast. And success may not be money in the bank or an award or something like that, but it could be opportunities you've had, relationships you've built, episodes you thought were really good, guests you felt lucky to interview, and other things like that. When you find those successes, think about how you felt when you accomplished the success. Think about how you feel now looking back on the success. Maybe you forgot about the success. Whether that's a great episode that you forgot that it went so well, or a guest that you forgot was so funny and that you enjoyed talking to so much, or whatever it is. And also remember, if you can, how you felt before you reached that success. And recognize that you could be in that same place right now, and thus you could be only a few steps away 
from your next success, your next best episode, your next great conversation, your next awesome opportunity, your next highly valuable friendship. That's number five, review your successes. Number six, be transparent with your audience. When you're really struggling with your passion, it's okay to transparently share that with your audience. Even if you don't ask for their support, you will probably be amazed at the positive response from your audience. And if you do ask for support, they will give it. Now, the the important thing in this is that you be careful not to bring your audience down with you. So don't attack the thing that you're podcasting about. Don't attack your audience. Don't attack people. But you can be transparent to say something like, I need to tell you guys, I'm struggling with the podcast. Sometimes I'm not as interested in the subject. Sometimes I feel like I can't contribute to the podcast or this podcast is not making a difference or this podcast is not improving your life. And don't stay down there in that Debbie Down stage, but you can still be authentic and transparent with your audience. And when you are, they will support you. They'll come along and say things that can encourage you, that can motivate you, inspire you, uplift you. They can relate with you in ways or they can remind you of things. Your audience is an amazing resource for you. Even if your audience is, quote, only, unquote, 10 people, all it really takes is one person. I remember back in 2016, before I went on a hiatus with my business and with my podcast, I was really struggling with some things in my podcasting due to some other stresses that had come up and some other things that were going on. And I don't think I actually ever said it directly in the podcast, but it was kind of coming out in the subjects I was talking about, the stories I was telling, the amount of passion that was coming out through my voice or the lack thereof, to the point that listeners like Emily Prokop from the Story Behind podcast were able to pick up on this. And she emailed me and asked me, are things okay? How are you doing? It kind of sounds like things are starting to overwhelm you a little bit. And that was encouragement without my even asking, without my even being transparent about it. And I know that if I were to come to you and be transparent to say, I am really struggling today. I, I don't feel like continuing my podcast or don't feel like continuing my business or I don't feel like I'm bringing you the best that I can. If I were to do that, I know that you would come back and you would have encouragement, you would have support, and I would be inspired by that. So you can get that same inspiration from your audience when you are transparent with them. Now, I'm a fan of authenticity at all times. Authenticity is basically not lying to your audience, not trying to be someone you aren't. Transparency is letting your audience see things that they might not normally see. And I don't think you should always be transparent with your audience. You don't have to pour out every little struggle that you're having to them, unless maybe that's the nature of your podcast. But there are those moments to be transparent, to let them see a side of you that they didn't get to see, to let them peer inside of your soul and your deeper struggles. And when your audience has gotten to know you and you've built that tighter relationship with your audience through your podcast, during those moments when you open up yourself to them, then the relationship deepens. And it's, it's an amazing thing that can happen. 
So this is number six, be transparent with your audience. Number seven, try something new. You may hear people say, well, change for the sake of change is not a good thing. But actually, I would say change for the sake of change can be a good thing when you actually need change. And you could change your environment, your branding, your format, your approach, and many other aspects of your podcast. The change doesn't even have to be permanent. It could be something that you're trying for only a short time. And you could tell your audience that you're trying that thing for a little amount of time and ask for their feedback. It could lead you to improve that thing and make some amazing change to your podcast. It could also give you something new to be excited about, that you're trying this new thing. You don't know if it'll work, but you're excited about it. It's a new flavor. It's a new thing you can try, and your audience is eager to see how it goes too. And if the thing doesn't go so well, it could remind you how much you liked the way things used to be with your podcast, and maybe you decide to go back to that because that's where your passion was, in that approach, in that method, in that format, anything like that. Try something new. That's number seven. Number eight, seize moments of inspiration. You may feel burned out only at a specific moment or even for a majority of the time, but as soon as inspiration strikes, no matter how small, ride that inspiration for as long as you can. This is why I think you should always carry some method for taking notes, especially if you can review notes that you've previously made. And this is why I like Evernote so much for this. Or I know there are other apps like Google Keep or Notes on iOS and such. You could be sitting in a meeting, you could be trying to fall asleep, you could be working on something else, but as much as possible, and that is also respectful and safe for you to do, capture that inspiration, even if it's not in your ideal format now. Maybe it's you've got a hands-free headset while you're driving and you call your own voicemail and you leave a message for yourself with your inspiration. Or maybe you voice dictate something. It's a sloppy dictation. Or maybe you call your co-host and say, hey, quick, I need you to write this down because I've got this new idea. Whatever it is, try to capture that inspiration. And then when you can record that idea, you're making something that you can look forward to revisiting. Maybe you come back and realize, oh yeah, I was super excited about this idea. Or, oh yeah, I remember that I thought this could be the best episode I've made ever of my podcast. And then you have something to go on. You have something to work from. You have a foundation of an idea, or maybe it's a complete idea, something that you could share, something you could do because you seized that moment of inspiration. But if you miss those moments, for whatever reason, maybe you choose not to make a note, maybe you don't have the ability to record or capture that inspiration at the moment, then that inspiration could be lost. And you may miss then that opportunity to share that great information, to have that really enjoyable opportunity or whatever it is that your inspiration was. So that's why, number eight, I recommend you seize moments of inspiration. And number nine, push forward anyway. You may face times where you have to take action despite your feelings. And as hard as it may be to start, that discipline of starting anyway can get your brain working and the inspiration flowing. You are effectively making a moment of inspiration, not merely waiting for it to happen. It's like how I felt about taking baths when I was a kid. I hated baths. I felt like my mom would have to nag me over and over and over and over and over before I would finally take a bath. But once I got in the bathtub 
and I started playing with the bubbles. It was hard to get me out of the bath. I loved baths, but I just didn't remember that until I actually got in the bathtub. This is momentum, and that's what you need for your podcast, for your inspiration. And the way that momentum works is that it's hard to start. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. But once you get started, things will get easier. And then you may even forget completely about that struggle that you had. There are many authors who have to sit down and face a blank screen or face a blank page and simply start. Start writing something, anything. Because once they start, they get a little bit of momentum. And then they can go faster and faster and faster. And then before they know it, they are in the zone. They created that zone. It wasn't something that they were waiting for and just had to be there at the right opportunity. They created their own moment of inspiration. And you can do that same thing. If you find yourself in this podcasting rut, your passion has dimmed, you're struggling with your podcast, consider joining Podcaster Society at podcastersociety.com. This is exclusively for those who have already launched their podcasts and want to improve and grow through encouragement, through training, through community, through support. It's a great opportunity to be around other podcasters, some of whom are interested in monetizing their podcasts, some aren't. Some of them are doing their podcasts as a hobby and simply want to get better at it because they see it as a form of art or as a way to improve the world. Others are trying to build a business. They're trying to accomplish something with their podcast. Wherever you are after episode one, there's some way that you can improve your podcast, grow your audience, grow your opportunities. So check out podcasterssociety.com for more about that and get that inspiration to push forward anyway or for overcoming those struggles or for getting help working through some of those ideas. That's at podcasterssociety.com. And this is number nine, push forward anyway. So these nine things you can do to reignite your podcasting passion are number one, refocus on your why. Number two, read your testimonials. Number three, take a limited break. Number four, hang out with passionate people. Number five, review your successes. Number six, be transparent with your audience. Number seven, try something new. Number eight, seize moments of inspiration. And number nine, push forward anyway. If this episode inspired you in some way, I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love for you to share this episode out with others, too. You can comment on this episode, share it, and more at theaudacitypodcast.com slash reignite to get the show notes and comment on episode 311. That's at theaudacitypodcast.com slash reignite. Thanks to CJ Kirk 89 host of Moo Paint, a friend's podcast who wrote a kind review for the Audacity to Podcast in iTunes who said, I used a lot of his advice to launch Moopoint, a friend's podcast, and I am looking at starting in on a second one soon. It's been a blast, and I'm glad this podcast helped us get started. Well, thank you very much to CJ Cook 89 for that kind review for the Audacity to Podcast. And Moopoint is a friend's podcast, and Friends is that TV show that's been off the air for years, and they're doing a podcast about it. And it looks like they're doing really well. They started in April and they have at this time 14 episodes already released. And here's the description. Josie, a longtime fan of Friends, shows Brandon the merits of a show he has always claimed to hate. 
Each week, they recap up to two episodes, keeping score as they go. And I like the description on their website, too. It says Josie and Brandon are waging a friendly war. Will Josie be able to convince Brandon that Friends is actually an enjoyable show? Only time and 236 episodes will tell. Watch, listen, and decide for yourself. Episodes arrive Thursdays in your favorite feed. That's at moopodcast.com, M-O-O podcast.com. And I have a link to their show in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash reignite. And I'm very grateful for that kind review for the podcast in the Apple Podcast app. Now, if you review the Audacity to Podcast in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app or Stitcher or anywhere you write reviews, please tell me how the Audacity to Podcast has helped you podcast better. It's nice to see those things that praise the podcast and praise me. But what I really want to see and what I enjoy sharing with others is what you are able to do with the information. What kind of transformation are you able to make? So please share that and make sure that you mention the name of your podcast in your review. And the links for that are at theaudacitypodcast.com. And of course, you can get your reviews emailed to you just like I do by going to mypodcastreviews.com. If this episode sounded slightly different to you, then you have really good ears. And it's because this was recorded slightly differently. Instead of going into my normal mixer, compressor, limiter, gate, and digital recorder, I'm trying out some new hardware from sound devices called the Mix Pre 6. I have this on loan from them for about a month. I get to try this out, and I'm really impressed with this little gadget that is a recorder, an interface, and it's really cool. It is a little bit pricey, but it could potentially replace a lot of equipment. And it's very high quality, too, and has some really nice features. Like, it can do analog mix minus. It can be a multi-channel interface and recorder at the same time. Whereas, like, the Zoom H6 is a recorder or an interface. And, by the way, I have a Zoom H6 for podcasters course coming out very soon. But this Mix Pre is a nice little piece of equipment, so I'm really curious to see how it performs under further tests. And I'm eager to hear if you noticed any kind of a difference in the audio before you heard me point out that there's a difference. Let me know, comment on the show notes, or tweet out to me at the Daniel J. Lewis. And now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch and improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the AudacityPodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.